Welcome to Life's a Beach. I'm Bruce Hopkins, better known as Hoppo from Bondi Rescue. Each week I'll be sharing some stories, the good, the bad and everything in between. I'll be chatting to guests about their life experiences and giving our listeners an insight to the challenges we have faced in our lives. We'll share a few jokes and some banter along the way and hopefully our experiences will resonate with you. As the saying goes, while life's a beach, it can also be a bitch. Hey everyone, this week on Life's a Beach, I chat with former rugby league legend Chris Walker. Chris is currently walking from Cairns to the Gold Coast to raise money for charity. While he is on the road, he gives us an insight into the 66-day walk and speaks about his football career, including his talented nephew Sam, who is currently making an impact in the NRL for the Roosters. Then later on, inspirational 14-year-old Jasper Hu Gosberg from America joins me in the shack for Beach Banner. And I go to the mailbag to answer questions from the fans. Now let's have a listen to my chat with Chris. This week in the Beach Shack, it's a pleasure to have uh, a good mate and uh, an ex-rugby league player. But what he's doing now could outdo his career of rugby league. But anyway, uh, welcome, Chris. (laughs) Thanks, Hoppo. Thanks for having me on, mate. Mate, um, for the listeners out there, you're doing a walk from Cairns to the Gold Coast, and for we've got a lot of international listeners, so give us a rundown on how far that is, and and probably how ridiculous and and out there, you, you know. <laughs> yeah, mate. I um, yeah, it's it's a long way. It's a very long way. It's um, it's roughly about eighteen hundred k's from Cairns to Surface Paradise. I've decided to take on the challenge because we we've got a new platform, Fund My Challenge, and. A guy, one of my mates did it 15 years ago. He walked from Cairns to Redcliffe. And how it all started was he just, he put it out there. He put it to me and said, oh, you know, you got the platform. Why don't you do a hero challenge? And I was like, yeah, right. Oh, what, do you, what are you thinking? He goes, well, I walked from, from Cairns to Redcliffe. He said, why don't you do Cairns to Gold Coast? And, mate, without me thinking, which I usually do anyway, I don't think before <laughs> I do something. Well, I would, I, have thought yes, you, I, I would have thought you would have um, sat down and thought about it, you know, for a couple of days as you do, but uh, yeah, no, I knew you just say yes straight away. <laughs> Mate, and I did. I said yes straight away. I went, yep, no worries, I'll do it. Seems easy. Seems good. And then a couple of the boys in the office heard me say it, so then I was sort of bound to it through them hearing it as well. So that was the unwritten contract. And Obviously, when I when I put my mind to it, and we when we started doing the logistics of it, that's when I realised that a bit if a bit on a fair chunk, it's now time to start chewing really, really hard and really fast. And yeah, that's what I'm doing. And and Hoppo, you, you've probably come in contact with another mate of mine, uh, Nate Miles. I, I mentioned it to Nate, and he said that he would do between Cairns to Townsville. So I've had Nate with me for the last nine days, and um, he's been a pillar of strength for me, mate. He's been. It gets me through the days a lot, so it's, it's thirty k's every sixty six days. Well, mate, the the last time I uh, saw Nate was probably the, one of the Roosters' Mad Mondays. <laughs> That's <probably> the last <laughs> time, <laughs> mate. It's uh, you know, like the walk is 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 unbelievable. It's it's a, such a, a long way, but for you know, great charity. So give us a, you know, who who you're doing it for and and the charities that are involved. Yep. <laughs> My head all started, um, obviously, with the platform. You need to be DGR registered to be on the platform. 
And how it all started, Carl Webb, a very, very close fr- friend of mine, ex-Queensland State of Origin player, played uh, Origin with him, played club football with him. I'm 41 years of age. He's 40 years of age. I've known Carl for over 30 years, and I've been mates with him for over 30 years. So he has a, has a disease called motor neurons disease. But when we first started, when we started the logistics side of things, we, we have a non-for-profit arm, which is called the Global Awakening Fund. Now, that is, that is connected to Fund My Challenge. But because his wasn't registered, he will then be a beneficiary through the Global Awakening. But I also have three other beneficiaries for the walk will be uh, Rise Up Australia, which does amazingly well in the domestic violence side of things, which they've seen a rise through the COVID pandemic in the last 14 months. Beyond Blue have also seen a rise who do fantastic uh, work within the community and, and help with mental health. Um, they will be a beneficiary and the Alcohol and Drug Foundation who do amazing stuff in that area. They've seen a rise in the last 12 months through the pandemic. So they're the three main beneficiaries on top of the Global Awakening, which allows me being the ambassador for this walk, for the Hero Walk, to then through the Global Awakening, be able to nominate other charities and foundations and people in need to help them out with, with their causes or, or things that they're going through, mate. So, yeah, it is it is hard. It's hot, as you can see around here. You know, we are dodging 40-tonne B-doubles doing 100 k's an hour, you know, 30 centimetres past my ear. So, <laughs> But it's it's nothing to compare to what people have, you know, have missed out on or, 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 or suffered through the worst thing that I've ever gone through in my life, and that's been this pandemic. It's it's ruined lives, it's ruined businesses, it's ruined ruining communities, and you know, it's also splitting a divide within the community in general. So, you know, if I can if I can get out there, walk thirty kilometres a day for for sixty six days, and clear my head, um, I hope to inspire other people to get out there and do, you know, what I'm doing. Because, mate, to be quite honest with you, last nine days of me walking from Cairns, where we're about 60 k's south of Townsville at the moment, has given me you know, six hours to reflect on my life and reflect on values and, and family and, and people who matter to me. So, you know, it, it's this walk is not only helping people, but it's but it's helping me. So uh, I, I'm really loving where I'm at right now. It's um, The support, including yourself, has been amazing. So, you know, I, I thank everyone out there that have, you know, have seen the journey and, and wish me well. Mate, you're doing a great job. And uh, is that something before you started the walk that you would think that it's going to help you so much as well as what it's going to help other people? That's a great question, Hoppo. To be quite honest with you, I didn't think it would have this much of an impact on me personally, and it has. It's, it, the amount of people who have come up, wished us well, gave us, gave us donations, tell us that we're doing so well, yeah, even even to you know, the Cardwell pub up there, the the Marine Hotel, they welcomed us in with open arms, and we stayed. We ended up staying there for five nights because that was our base. They wanted us to feel like we're at home. They come in, they'd wash our clothes, they'd look after us. Tracy there would come in after every day. Would come in, grab our clothes that would that Nate and I had just walked on, grab the, our support clothes, clothes, and wash them and fold them and put them on our beds like we were at home. So uh, the impact on me. Personally, it's it's been outstanding, Hoppo. It's been amazing. I, I I keep on ringing my wife back at home and saying that you've got to do something like this in your life because there are so many wonderful people out there that, that give you that hope that there are better things around the world and there are better things right in our backyard. 
Well, how are other locals in the walk? As you said, they've been fantastic. So, you know, people driving past, they're tooting the horn, waving. There's, you know, people of hospitality, you know, they're, they're taking you in after you finish the walk. And is that something that amazed you as well, especially now we're in, you know, we've gone through COVID? Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, there's, you know, people hurting all over the place, but they all give give us the time of day. I know that it can be a little bit frustrating to see three cars and, and uh, two blokes walking down the highway and they're supposed to be doing 100 to 110 kilometres an hour and we push them back to doing 10 kilometres an hour. But to be quite like, to be brutally, brutally honest with you, I'd say that 99.9% of the drivers give you a beep and give you a wave. There was one guy that sort of wasn't real happy when we're coming through Gordon Vale and that's probably the only person that I can remember um, that hasn't been really happy with what we've been doing. But in saying that, like, it wasn't, it wasn't any malice. It was just making sure that we were safe. So and the support has been outstanding. It's been it's been really humbling, to be quite honest with you. It's been really, really humbling. Well, mate, as you said before, you've probably played one of the toughest sports in rugby league. And how, how you find this walk? I mean, compare that to – obviously, that's an impact. But this is more a mental yeah. – it, 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 it's, a, it's a mental game, mate. Like waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning and knowing that there's – you know, we might have one or two rest days where we only do – 10Ks, like on Friday, we've got a lunch for Carl Webb in Townsville. But you know, the last nine days, it's it's been a battle. You get up in the morning, it's pitch black. When we left um, Cairns, the first three days, that's absolutely belted down raining. So, And now we're, we're in the heat and we're, and we're walking 30Ks a day and you get up and you, know, you see the support staff that I've got who have been amazing. And then you see Nate and everyone's joking and being jovial to get our, our culture and our morale up and you, know, you start pounding the pavements and you find the 30Ks where you finished the day before and that's where you start and you just get into that little routine. And my little team, my little support staff have been, it has been like a football environment, a football culture. We're trying to create that football culture where everyone knows their job. Everyone knows their roles and responsibilities. The car, the car at the front knows where they've got to be. The car in the middle knows where they have to be. And also Will at the back, he knows where, where he has to. He knows that he's got to, he's got to let the uh, the B doubles and the, and the big rigs Behind us on the sea, on the on the two ways, know that we're in the area. So, yeah, all those little things just go back to, and yeah, then obviously the mindset that you've got to go thirty kilometres for sixty six days and get into that mindset. It's exactly like football, and it's exactly like having a football team. And yeah, Nate and I talk about it often on our walks that you know the little team that we've got at the moment is is a little is a premiership winning team, and everyone coming past are the supporters, you know, giving us the beeps and giving us the donations. So. Um, I'm really, really enjoying it, mate, and I can't wait for the next 57 days. Well, mate, how's Nate holding up? I saw a photo the other day. He's got some good blisters on his feet. <laughs> <laughs> mate, he, I don't think he's human. Hey, like he, he's got these, he's got these blisters on his ankles, on his arm, on his heels. Mate, they're a the size of golf balls, and we we're, and I was, we're making jokes of it yesterday. And mate, we hit about the 20k mark, and he went, oh. Oh, stop, stop, stop. And doesn't <laughs> complain, does not complain about one thing. He's like, oh, stop, stop. I was like, what's going on? He goes, mate, I think one of my blisters have just popped. <laughs> so we had to we had to we had to sort of stop and give him a bit of time to to readjust his shoes and readjust his socks and and then we got going again, mate. So but he doesn't complain. He you know, we obviously got to address him after each day and, and get him going during the day. Doesn't complain, mate. He's a warrior. He's really is a warrior. Well, you said he's got. Uh, well, he's done. He's doing twelve days. So is that he'd be nearly to the twelfth uh, day? 
Yeah, we just finished our ninth day, so we've got um, we've got tomorrow Thursday. We'll be hit. We'll be hitting Townsville, and then, like I said, we've got a we've got a we're putting on a sportsman's luncheon for Carl Webb and his foundation, the Carl Webb Foundation, on Friday. And then, um, at the beauty and another thing is too, it just happened to be that the Broncos are playing Cowboys on Saturday, and I've just got to give a shout out to the Cowboys and the Broncos. They've they've allowed myself and Carl to walk onto the field and do a lap and. Um, you know, just get the awareness out there for my walk and also Carl's Foundation. So, you know, it's very, you know, the, the support has been amazing. The Queensland Rugby League have been outstanding. Where I'm walking into State of Origin 2 in Brisbane with Carl again on the 27th of June. So that's been okay. So, like I said, the amount of support has been, you know, we're, walk, we're walking on air, mate. We're, we're seriously levitating with the amount of support. It just keeps us going. Yeah, well, mate, uh, the, the, Origin would be fantastic to walk into that, and uh, they'll give you a massive cheer, both of you, as you walk in. But uh, sad to say, it'll be uh, uh, at the end of the game, though, <laughs> when, when the Blues win. <laughs> Why, to tie it up? Why, to tie it up? Oh, I hope they do, mate. I hope they do tie it up because when we win on the game three, it'll be all the better. <laughs> hey, true and true Queenslander there. Yeah, true and true yourself. Well, don't worry about it. Hey, the best, isn't, it, isn't it funny? Isn't it funny? Like some of my closest mates are New South Wales players and New South Wales supporters, but for tw- 240 minutes per year, I can't stand them. <laughs> Cannot stand them. Hate them. Hate them with everything that I've got. So, um, yeah, we've got, um, there's, you know, there's some. Very good and close mates of mine. That, <laughs> yeah, for twenty for two hundred and forty minutes of a year, they're, they're they're the worst. Well, mate, there'd be plenty that you would have played with, you know, in the club rugby league, and then uh, you know, obviously they're playing for New South Wales, and you've actually back in the day would have had to play against them. Yeah, we did, and also too, you know, obviously when I was playing for the Roosters, I was living in the house of grouse with Anthony Minicello, Brett Finch, also New South Wales players, but then. We teamed it up and we got Croc in there too, so it levelled it up. But then we had big Todd Payton. <laughs> His big frame led it back into the favour of New South Wales. But at least I had Mick Crocker living with us as well. So if the boys got any, any cheeky – if they got cheeky about New South Wales beating us, well then, yeah, I'd, I'd have the enforcer Croc there to stand, stand up for me. <laughs> Mate, I'll tell you what, after after hearing that household, I, I might come and do about six, seven days and hear some stories on oh, the wall. <laughs> oh, Oppo, I've got some stories for you, but I don't know if we can do it on your time slot. <laughs> Mate, the other <laughs> the yeah. other uh, thing, you've got uh, anyone else going to walk with you? I mean, you've got a few other ambassadors at all that are going to help you as you, you know, continue down on, uh, you know, you've got another, what, 50-odd days to go? Yeah, mate, we'll have uh, Joel Parkinson join in, Lincoln Lewis join in, Stephen Bradbury caught up with me uh, in, t- in Cairns. Uh, we've got Matty Bowen, Brent Tate, Matt Scott, those guys. And then there's just, like, everyone just joins in, mate. Like, and the amount of support that those guys, you know, Gavin Cooper, Michael Morgan, they'll all be at the luncheon. You know, these guys, you know, giving up their time to come in and, and, and give us support. And also, too, just everyone else, mate. They're, like, there's we have people come in and join us on the walk that, have never had a walk before. I got a big Shrek yesterday from Alarish. He came in. He, he reached out to me as we started. He said, when you come through Alarish, you can come over to my family's house and I'll open up the house for you guys to have a feed and have a shower and do some washing. Yeah, so there's people like that all along the along this walk that just want to do their best to come out and show us support. He sat there and he cooked a, uh, a beef shoulder for about 10 hours, slow cooked, and we just sat at the back and felt human again. It was it was awesome with his family and 
and he just opened up the doors and then he come and joined us yesterday for he punched out about 20k so yeah anyone can come and join you don't have to pay to come and join it's probably a punish to come and join me and listen to my stories <laughs> more than anything so um yeah but anyone can join in hoppo it's um it's open for everyone and the more people the merrier well anyone listening that uh you know this will be out soon so if i'm sure uh, you'll be still doing your walk then and there's another uh how, how many we've got to go another 50 odd days yeah, I've got another 57 days, mate. So, um, yeah, we, I've got some walking. I've got my shoes um, that I'm looking at at the moment. I'll head into, into the Rebel Sport when I get down to uh, Townsville on Thursday and go and see the guys and pick up some shoes and socks. So, mate, I'm wearing these – actually, I'm wearing these socks. Uh, um, they're called Injinjin socks. They're like gloves on your toes. Yeah. And they cover your toes. They're the best things I've ever worn in my life. Unbelievable. Oh, that's, you know, that doesn't give you the blisters, you you. Going without the blister. I've got I've got one massive big blister under my right big toe. But if I hadn't been wearing these socks, I'd have I'd have twenty blisters. Yeah. I've done two long endurance walks where I've walked for twenty four hours straight, and I didn't wear in gingin socks, and I had blisters everywhere. Mm. Yeah, so awesome, mate. So you you do your thirty k for the day, and then obviously you go off from there, and what you drive to wherever you're staying, and then you come back to that point the next day and, and continue on. Yeah, mate, that's how it goes. So we wanted to – it would have been too hard logistically to find places to walk to and stop or, or jump in the back of the caravan. So what we do is we walk 25 to 30 k's per day, mark our spot. So we find a you know, a landmark. And then what we do is with the support stuff, because we have three cars for protection, we have a front car and two back cars, we just jump in those cars and then go back to our camp spot. We do our ice, we do our recovery, we get into our body science – stuff and then we sleep and then we do it all again the next day so it's just a rolling progress and we were going to just stay one place every night but it just got too hard logistically to do that and and also too if we have a camp base where we get set up and we have our team all in that camp well it just makes it that much nicer and that easy way to get the job done and also with um raising the money how much are you uh, looking is there a target to that you're aiming at, or you're just hoping to just do as best as you possibly can. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping to get. Well, it's it's 2.5 million steps from uh, Cairns to to the Gold Coast. So if I if I raise a dollar a step, I'll be happy. If I raise two dollars a step, I'll be over the moon. So yeah, hit that hit that two million dollar mark, and mate, I'll be happy. But yeah. in saying that, if I get ten thousand, which I know that I'm already over ten thousand, yeah, I, it doesn't bother me, mate, because it's it's for my head. It's it's been unbelievable, and you know, for you know, rise up beyond blue, ADF, and the Global Awakening, it's already given them a lot of awareness out there for, for people to you know to reach out to those organisations. Well, mate, we, you know, as working as a lifeguard, we've dealt with a lot of mental health over the years down there at Bondi, and so do you recommend that you know people that are, are struggling in their lives to get out and do something like this, and, and something that you think will then actually help them? Hoppo, a hundred percent. I yesterday, I, I the, the day before, I we had we had a few beers and everyone got a, re, a little bit relaxed. Yesterday, I, I um, had a few beers the night before and I woke up and I felt really uninspired. I felt really unmotivated. We did the Carbo Ranges, which uh, is a fair trek up the Carbo Ranges, and I, I made a point because I you know, let myself down and had a few beers the night before and I wasn't feeling mentally and physically into the walk for the 30Ks yesterday, I decided to run, it would have went for probably five to 10 minutes. And when I got to the top of the ranges, I felt 
so much better. And as you know, Oppo, yeah. if you if you are feeling down, you, all you got to do is five minutes or ten minutes of exercise, and you whole my whole mindset just went. If you know, if I hadn't run that, if I hadn't punished myself, I would have you know for the rest of the day I would have been hate myself and. I just released that many endorphins that I felt that much better when I got to the top. And I was like, right, I will, that's the mindset that I want to be in. I don't want to go back to that, you know, that feeling sluggish and feeling unmotivated. And it was, it was just that little run to the top. And I, I felt amazing because of it. And you know, I'm not telling everyone to go run a mountain, but you know, just get out of the house and go for a run and go for a talk. And the best thing mentally, the best thing as well is I've got a good support staff in Nate. And some of the things we talk about, Nate and I, you know, most males we go, oh, why are you, why are you talking about that for? Yeah. It's, it's it's just opening up that, that discussion, and you know we're doing the thirty k's, we're we're burning calories, we're releasing the endorphins, and on top of that, as a bonus, we're talking to each other, and we're talking about things that have gone gone on in our life and gone you know, pear shaped, and you know what do you think about that, Nate or Chris? What do you think about that? And we feed off each other. By the end of the by the end of the day, you know you feel amazingly good about yourself, and. You know, for anyone that would think about doing this, they should. It's it's amazing. It's it's truly awesome. Mate, just one other. You're, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a massive Roosters fan, and uh... <laughs> I knew this one was coming. <laughs> well, mate, uh, <laughs> who, who do you think back in the day? Who was the best player you ever played with? Oh, mate, it, yeah. There's there's a number of them that, that come to mind really easy. Elfie Langer, Darren Lockyer, Brad Fittler. Yeah, you know, those three, those three guys in their prime. Yeah, probably no one better. So I got to play against JT. I got to play a little bit with Cameron Smith and Billy Slater. But I know where the line of questioning is coming. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't mind playing with the number seven at the Roosters currently. Well, that's what I was going to bring up, mate. Your nephew, Sam Walker, he's uh, now playing with the Roosters, played about five games, and I'm pretty excited on uh, what I've seen. You've got that football background, mate, but uh, you know him a lot better. What do you reckon? How do you reckon he's going? Yeah, it's funny. I um, I, I read I read something on on social media this morning that one of the um, I think it was a Queensland Fogs put up that I said that he'd play Queensland Origin and play for Australia, and they said, "Would he have I got it right, or is it just some family bias?" So I've got to watch what I say, mate. Obviously, at the moment, because too many people are watching what I'm saying and don't like that I'm a proud uncle or something. I don't know, <laughs> but mate, he he's the real deal, and yeah. I, I don't. I don't People say you shouldn't put pressure on the kid, but he doesn't have pressure. He doesn't feel pressure. Yeah, he really doesn't feel pressure, mate. I went down and flew down for his for his debut game, and we went and had dinner with him on a Friday night. And he walked in looking like he was going to Bali or Fiji for a month holiday. He was that relaxed. He, um, mate, I've I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think he's an alien. <laughs> well, he is out of the Walker family, mate. <laughs> oh well. Well, I've got, to check, I've got to check his DNA because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he, I mean, yeah, and, and also too, like that's the reason why he is so good. Obviously, he's a special talent, but he's had his uncle Shane and his father who are fantastic coaches. I've said that a thousand times, but then that probably just falls into the family bias. Yeah. But they know rugby league. They've been yeah. around rugby league. Dad was a top-line rugby league player in the Brisbane comp when the Brisbane comp was very, very strong in the 70s and 80s. And Ben and Shane have, have been a very – just a massive mentor to him. And the way he plays is the way that Ben and Shane coach. And now they're, now I think the tides will change. They're all starting to play like that. And just the way that he plays, the, the different vision that he has in each of his games and the way that turn a game. And, and it's only his fifth game, which is very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. No, mate, I'm, I'd probably say I'm biased too, because I'm a Roosters fan. So, but, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, anyone can see. Anyone knows rugby league. They, you know when a good player's coming through, and, and he's definitely he's got every every skill in the book. Mate, uh, have you ever been caught in a rip? You live in the Gold Coast. No, I haven't. I always got told. Dad always said if you if you get caught in a rip, you just swim. You just let it take it take yeah. you out there and talk, take it out as far as you can go, and then swim in. But I've luckily I've never been caught in a rip. I don't think. Has there ever been a time you've been at the beach though, and uh, you've needed to rescue someone? I can't remember. What's <laughs> where's this line of questioning going? <laughs> no, mate. Nowhere. Nowhere. Just uh, throwing in a few lifeguards. We, we we might be looking for a oh, few lifeguards, okay. mate, in, in in the near future. So I was just seeing if you're, uh, oh. you know, we could throw you in. Uh, you got a good little bunch down there. I, I, talk, I, I went in and saw Mouse and I saw uh, Clipper the other day and I took yeah. my kids and um, Shane's kids into the watch house there. That well, what's, that, what's the place you call it? Oh, the what's lifeguard the, tower. Into then? the tower. Yeah. Into the lifeguard tower because my kids are massive uh, Bondo Rescue fans. So are Shane's and uh, we find it, we found it very, very hard to get the kids out. And then one of Shane's kids, one of Shane's kids saw a lady and she was topless sunbaking down on the beach. Well, there were no more binoculars left in the tower. All the kids had taken them. So, um, but I, I, I appreciate that, that we had the opportunity to take the kids in there and they loved it. And obviously Mouse and Clipper are fantastic young gentlemen and they, they helped them out and, and spoke to the kids about lifeguarding and what you see and the dangers and rips and it was really good, mate. I really appreciate it. You guys, are, you guys have always been very welcoming to me and my family, and I do appreciate it very much. It's awesome, mate. Oh, mate, it's fine. Any time you're down, and and you know, we're uh, very accommodating. Uh, you're a legend, mate, of uh, of sport, and and you're a legend on what you're doing now, and you're going to help so many people uh, for doing this walk. So, mate, it's been great having a chat, and I hope you uh, continue on very successfully in these next few days. Thanks, Hoppo. I really appreciate your support, mate, and thank you very much for your kind words. Anytime you want uh, want to fill a gap on your show, mate, I'll be very, very happy to jump on board. Thank you very much for the support. No, mate, it's been a, a pleasure having you on. I'll see you when I get to Origin 2 when Queensland wrap up the series in Game 2. <laughs> we'll see you then. <laughs> All right, mate. Thanks very right. much, Hoppo. Thank Cheers, you, brother. Mate. Cheers, mate. What a chat it was with Chris while on the road helping so many people. Next up, Beach Banner with Jasper. This week in the Beach Shack, we've got a very special guest all the way from the US. His name is Jasper Hu Goldberg. How are you, mate? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Mate, uh, I've heard that you're a a big fan of Bondi Rescue. You uh, watched the show all the way over there. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. How, how did you get into Bondi Rescue? Well, um, I was scrolling through YouTube and I found one of the, the videos. It was the uh, it was the one of the funniest moments videos, and then I started watching the show, and it was I kind of fell into a really deep hole of watching the show. I really love it, <laughs> mate. What uh, what one do you remember? What episode and what one was your favorite? It was a shark attack. Oh, so something about that. I like it was the first shark attack in like eighty something years. I remember it was a uh, past dark. I remember that. It was. I remember that episode. It was probably my favorite. Yeah, mate, that was the uh, one on. Yeah, it was on dust, nearly nearly dark, and uh, the guys paddling back out through a bait ball, and, and the shark was eating, feeding off the bait ball, and uh, yeah, his hand went through yeah. at the same time. Mate, you're only uh, yeah fourteen years old, and you've been living in the US, mate. 
we've been lucky in Australia that, you know, going through COVID, we haven't had it too bad over here. Mate, give us a bit of an insight on, on how it's been in the US. Like it's been, what we've seen in the media has been pretty um, horrific, but how have you been dealing with it? Uh, the media is, is uh, you know, it's one of the things that's it's uh, right about in America is COVID. We had a sort of opening last July and then we had a big spike and we went into another lockdown. It's just been hell. I haven't gone back to school yet, although they're offering a hybrid version. So you can go back to school for like one day a week. But not, uh, stuff's opening now. We have like a lot of people are getting vaccines. I think 53% of adults are at least par- partially vaccinated, which is good. But uh, a lot of things are still closed. Self to wear masks, socially distancing is still a thing. It's it's just not fun at all, mate. The uh, must be tough. I mean, you, you you play a lot of sport. You um, you know, baseball, football. You like going on the beach as well. So, have you been able to do that, or that's been a, a no go? Um, on Fridays, I have a little a little friend group that I get together with. We do something like we have a town that we just we go to. Um, we've been starting to go to the beach a little bit because it's getting a lot warmer because it's summer here. Yeah, we I we, we've been able to go to the beach a little bit, but it's really only one day a week. Well, what's the closest beach there? What what beach do you go to over there? It's called Will Rogers Beach. In fact, I live a walking distance from it. It's just the coast right off of Los Angeles. Yep. it's a it's a really good beach. Yeah, no, I've been through. I did a lot of stuff there with some of the lifeguards over the years, and yeah, mate, it's a great part of the world, and uh, yeah, some nice beaches there. A few waves. You get out there yeah, surfing nice at all? Uh, I recently stopped because I've been really slumped with school and sports, but I do love to get out there every once in a while. And mate, you also uh, play the guitar. What what sort of music are you into? Uh, I'm into a lot of uh, indie music and classical rock, like a lot of a lot of the classic bands you would have heard in the 80s and 90s yeah that's my era mate the 80s 70s 80s yeah. and 90s i still reckon it's the best music around but uh yeah well, that's great oh, yeah. that you're into that it's i mean some great musicians and bands back then is is it something you're looking to to do in the future you know form a band or, or what what are you looking at doing well i feel like it's part of a lot of young teenage boys dreams to be a big rock star so obviously yes but i don't know where life could take me. I mean, I've, I'm into sports. I'm into guitar. I hope to do that. Now that's probably my dream lifestyle right now is to, you know, be a rock star, but who knows? Have you ever been to Australia or want to come to Australia at all to visit? Yeah. My, my, uh, fam- my entire, not entire, but my family's Australian. So I, I'm up there. Yeah. I was up there about a, li- a little bit. So. Yeah. Oh, that's, um, that's good. You ever been down to Bondi? Uh, I think the last time I was closest to Bondi, I was really little, so I don't really remember much. But I do remember swimming. I don't know if it was Bondi, but one of the uh, ocean pools. Yeah. I think that's what you call it. Yeah, ocean pools. Yeah. And, mate, the other thing that I'm I'm not sort of, you know, my age, a bit older, and uh, I'm not sort of up with it at the moment with uh, TikTok, but apparently you've got a lot of followers on TikTok. Well, recently I deleted the app because it's a giant waste of time for people my age. But uh, yeah, I accumulated around three hundred and twenty thousand followers on TikTok over like a couple months. Really, and and well, so, how, how does that yeah. 
How does that work though? Like, how do you put? What sort of content were you putting up to get the the following? Well, I started off with a couple hundred followers for my friends, and I started making like funny-ish videos or videos that I thought I was funny that nobody else thought was funny. <laughs> and then uh, I had one video that did you know pretty well, and then I started to branch off of what I wanted myself to be like a public version of myself. And then um, I kind of fell into a trick hole of like, I have to be this person. Right. I, I got the followers and I got the attention, but I just, it's not fun. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't what you want to do. So that's a, that's a good point because I've done a lot of stuff on this podcast and people, a lot of people that, that suffer from mental health and, and, and everything and everyone in their life has an ups and downs in their life. I mean, you're only young, so you, you've got a long way to go. But everyone experiences the good and the bad. And I think the problem with social media this day, and it'd be good to get your opinion as a, as a, as a 14 year old, that everything out there looks like it's all fantastic on social media. And so if I'm a bit depressed in my life and I look at how great everybody supposedly is going, but realistically, it, it's not the truth, is it? Yeah, I had a, um, a couple of people in my city. I say a couple, like literally two people have come up to that recognize me. And um, I remember like I used to post and put put on like a face like, yeah, I'm doing great. I love life. Put on like an act, but then I just wasn't doing too good. It's it's like social media for a lot of people my age, especially going through the pandemic. Uh, everybody's changing a lot. I've noticed that. So people will look look up to people a lot more then you try to be those people that makes sense because like you see them and you want to be them but then like you start to not like everything right so you're saying that you you started becoming someone that you that you weren't so that's the reason why you got rid of tiktok and which is a pretty big move for someone at your age because people seem to strive for the, the massive amount of numbers and that seems to justify their life yeah, I've seen a lot of people um, fall under that that trap of uh, big numbers. And do you think that the other people look up to that and if you've got big numbers, they think, oh, that person must be successful. But we need to tell a lot of the young kids, especially around your age, that it's not the case. The, the numbers isn't all about life, you know. It's, it's quite yeah. made up. People put up stuff that, that's not, you know, 100% what's going on in their own lives and it's great getting your perspective on that. And do you think that's the case? A hundred percent. Social media is no more, TikTok in particular is no more than 15 seconds of your life. You capture 15 seconds, put it up and people, that's you on the yeah. internet. You're like dictated by 15 seconds. Even on Instagram, you're dictated by a picture at a time. Like I could go out, put on a smile, but then go straight back to not, you know? Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely not good for a lot of, especially people my age who are growing up and hormones and yeah. mental health and stuff. Well, I think um, that that's a good role model there for, you know, young people to to, to explain that to them. And I think that's um, one reason, you know, on on this platform with my podcast, it's something that's going to help a lot of kids, I think, out there. Yeah, that's the goal. I like, I'd really like to see like. A lot of people do not necessarily what I do. I feel like deleting TikTok, deleting an app is not always the 
only answer, but if you can find a way to, you know, distance yourself and um, really like think to yourself, is this something that'd be a lot better because it's just not fun. Is there something in uh, the future that you, um, you're looking at doing when you finish school? Is there something that stands out that you, you want to make a career and, I know you mentioned the uh, the music, but is there you know, anything else as well? Well, this year um, I'm going into high school. In America, the school year ends in a month. So I'm graduating middle school. So I'm going into high school this year. And um, I'm going to start playing high school sports. I'm going to try to play football and baseball because they're two like different seasons. So I'm going to see where that takes me over the next four years. I'm definitely going to keep up with music. I'm going to see if any class interests me, like graphic design. I'm going to definitely wait a bit until I choose something because I don't want to throw something out the window this early. Yeah. But I'm looking for music or sports is like two things I think I could do. Well, with sport, I'm a mad uh, San Francisco 49ers supporter in football. I mean, who who do you follow? (laughs) I'm a a Rams fan. I stay true to my city. (laughs) And baseball? The same? Yeah, I'm a Dodgers fan. Yeah, yeah, very good. Jasper, it's been uh, it's been great having you in the uh, Beach Shack and uh, all the way from the US. And hopefully one day, you know, once uh, we can travel again, you can come down to Bondi and we can uh, go have a swim together and uh, come and say hello to all the uh, lifeguards down at Bondi. And, and mate, keep, uh, keep up watching the show. It's uh, The new episodes are coming out all the time, so you can grab yeah. them on YouTube. Yeah, thank you. I think I'm coming up uh, this December to see my family. I'll make sure to stop by Bondi for a bit. Yeah, mate, definitely. That uh, needs to be on the uh, on your agenda for sure. Come down to Bondi and, uh, oh, yeah. and and catch up with everyone. Oh yeah, that, that, that's on my list. High up there too, mate. It's uh, thanks, Jasper, for uh, coming on and uh, yeah, thank I, you uh, for having me. All good, mate. Thank you. It was great welcoming Jasper into the beach shack. And now I'll answer some letters from the mailbag. This week's letter is from Liz from the UK. Have you ever done anything that has really scared you, be that of a rescue or in life? Well, I suppose the biggest thing that has scared me is I'm scared of heights and uh, they took me up once and did skydiving so that was pretty horrific it uh probably nearly gave myself a heart attack and the straps you hang on to about when you're uh, jumping out of the plane i pulled them that tight that uh, i ended up snapping one off as we were free falling so that was quite scary because i thought uh i hope i haven't pulled something that that i shouldn't have pulled but anyway end of the day it was a fantastic experience and uh, the landing was quite calm as well. So looking back in hindsight, it was a great thing to do, but it did set scared the shit out of me. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Remember to subscribe to Life's a Beach wherever you get your podcasts and hit us up with questions, comments, or follow us on our social media channels, which you can find in our show notes. That's it for today, beach fans. Stay safe and swim between the flags.